Efren and Reap. <laughs> oh, yay! <laughs> all the uh, radio announcements actually have a personality. They're not sitting there all monodrone. They always are coming up with new stuff, new twists. Yeah! Uh, every once in a while, you guys are not boring. <laughs> You're listening to Efren and Reap. Lock it in and rip the knob off. You're tuned in to the number one show on the planet. The Heffron and Reap Show. Lock it in and rip the knob off. You're tuned in to the number one show on the planet. It's the Heffron and Reap Show. Hey, everybody. It's John Reap here. I'm live right now without John Heffron. We'll get to that in a minute. So it's going to be me talking to you, and I can see your comments. I'm live on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter at the same time. And I see early Earlio Smith. I see Bo Powell. I see Michael Evans Sullivan and Eric Chandler all saying hello and howdy. Shane Flint, Monday night. Power Hour. You got it, buddy. Uh, John Heffron may or may not be popping in here, guys. He is in uh, Nashville, Tennessee right now at Zany's Comedy Club. Uh, so he's going to be doing a set there tonight. But I think he might pop in here from his phone if he can find cell reception or Wi-Fi. Because it is a problem in that area for whatever reason. Hello, Justin and Bob and Brock and Sandra and Lenny and Heidi. Hello, everyone. Uh, how are you? Let me just tell you this real quick before I forget. It's uh, August the 9th, 2021. It is 8.03 p.m. And my next gig will be in Atlanta. I'll be at the Punchline in Atlanta. That's the 12th. 13th and 14th of August, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. If you're in Atlanta or if you're close to Atlanta, come holler at your boy. I'll be at the punchline. Come say, hey, after that, I'm taking a little vacation with my boo thing. That's right. Me and Jody, we're going to be going to Myrtle Beach, and we're going to be on the beach doing absolutely nothing. So I won't be here next week. It will be John Heffron. I might pop in. You know how it is. But then after that, we are going to Michigan. And I'm getting word that uh, Heff is in the room. Let's get him to join us right now. Check in with John Heffron, our special guest. Oh, hey, buddy. Hello, John Reapari. Can you hear me live from Nashville? I can hear you just fine. Who's behind you? That Who are we staying at? Oh, Kathleen Madigan. That is Kathy Madigan. I was in front of Nate Bogazzi, and then I moved. So, um, <laughs> this week, uh, two weeks, we are in, we're doing the, the Michigan Bowling Alley. That's how we roll tour, starting Tuesday uh, in Howard City, all the way through Muskegon. Um, if you notice, if you go to the Park Theater um, Instagram, John, your face is up there now. Before, they weren't giving us any love. None of uh. these places we're giving us love. It was everyone else that was coming. But now with a week left, uh, they're giving us love. And we only have a few tickets in um, most of the city. So if you're in Michigan, if you're in western Michigan, 
Um, they're going to be super fun. It's summer. It's end of yes. summer. We're going to be bowling. Uh, there's probably be drinking. It's going to be just a really fun. We're not supposed to be there type of scenario. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. I want to add to uh, this because this just in my girlfriend's daughter just got a job at the local bowling alley here in our town. And so I will be going there practicing before oh. I come visit you. I'm practicing for free because <laughs> I got the hookup. So get ready to roll with me and Heffern. We may or may not play. If you want to play, you want to challenge me and Heffern to bowling? You want to yeah. go down that alley? We could do that. Yeah. Fun. Who's I'm on the show guy. tonight in Nashville, buddy? Who are you there uh, with? I didn't even look. I popped in. Okay. Um, and I said hello to all its younger comics. I know Steve Byrne, who we had on last week, he's closing the show. But to okay. show you how uh, uh, older I am, I'm doing my set in about 15 minutes, and I'm leaving. Where are you going to go? Um, I'm, I'm here with uh, my boo, and her family is here. Okay. So we've been uh, doing that um, type stuff. So I'm going so to leave. You know? Did you Airbnb it? or where y'all? I mean, uh, you don't have to tell me the address, but where are you staying in Nashville? They knew, uh, daughters knew somebody who had an Airbnb, so it was kind of like right wherever that way. Opposed. Did you know in, in Nashville, there's like three old Hickory roads that don't yes. connect? That don't connect. So it's no, not I didn't like, know I'm, that. I yeah, I live on old Hickory, but you think, oh, okay, I know how to get there. They don't connect. There are three, and they start all over. That's a pain in the butt, and there is – oh, Nate Bergazzi is from Old Hickory. So he's had – his whole life had to deal with that because I, I was talking about Hickory before he was doing anything, I believe. And so he probably – someone always said, oh, hey, Old Hickory, is that where John Reap's from? Yeah, look at that. I don't know. I don't know. If that's a good-looking picture. I think they – I don't know if he's that good looking because that's a really good looking Nate Bergazzi image, but I don't know if he's that good looking. Next to uh, a Witherspoon. Oh, oh, this is a uh, Killer Bees. Oh, that's, that's Killer Bees, right? Who's yeah, that guy? Killer right. Bees. Save up. Do you know him? Have you met Killer Bees? A uh, long time ago, when I was a younger comedian. Yeah. Did he ever yeah. give you any advice? I, I think so, but I don't remember. I, I think I, I think I think he had a lot of opinions of what I was doing, if I recall correctly. <laughs> I'll tell you the advice he gave me. I was a young comedian too, opening for him, and I I walked up to him and I said, uh, "Hey, uh, it's nice to meet you. Uh, do you have any advice for a young up and coming comedian?" And he looked me up and down, and this was my college grunge phase where I had corduroy pants and tevas and a t-shirt and a stupid leather choker beaded right. thing and he just looked me up and down and he says get a jacket <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> okay thank you for the advice i'll get a jacket dude i went to the saddest thing i not the saddest thing i've ever seen but uh where i did a podcast uh this more this afternoon um and I forgot the name of the podcast, but we might have them on. But I forgot the name of the podcast. Anyway, the podcast was recorded in Willie Nelson's museum. He's got a general yeah. store, Willie Nelson. Uh, the granddaughter was was one of the person. Willie Nelson's granddaughter was on um, 
does the podcast and it's, okay. it's, it, it's music and comedy and, and how you write both. It's kind of fun. But anyway, nice. next, next to that was uh, Rosco, uh, Cooters. Was yeah. this place called Cooters, which was the Dukes of Hazard Museum. Oh, wow. Okay. Did you go in? I went in and I have video of it, but I, I, with this connection, I'm afraid to even send it to you. But anyway, so it has every toy and everything that's ever been Dukes of Hazard, right? Wow. Yeah. Cut out things of um, John Schneider and T-shirts and everybody, the cousins from Dukes of Hazard that nobody. But every piece of toy that's in there was sun, was not sunburned. The sun had faded. All of wow. the toys. So, so it wasn't even like it was new. Like you're like, this is awesome. It looks like, like you went to your grandma's house and she just the sun came through the window and destroyed. Most oh of yeah. The stuff. So that like, doesn't give it a, a folksy quality. That just looks like trash. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, it was sad. And then I went up to the General Lee, and no one was around. And I'm like, I'm gonna take a picture of the General Lee. And then out of a door, somebody opens the door and walks walks over to me, and some girl says, "It's ten bucks." And I go, I didn't, I didn't buy anything. She goes, "No, do you want to take?" picture with the generally it's 10 bucks oh really and, and, yeah and then i just took a picture of it went no but yeah so, so that was it was, it was just kind of weird you're a rebel I, dude i'll i'll try i'll send uh i'll try to send alan when we're done pictures of i did it really quick because i was late to get over for the thing so i just scanned it and then yeah. i was looking i'm obsessed with john snyder one of the dukes because I follow him on Facebook. Also, yeah. the guy who wrote the movie You're in Poker Run. It comes out right. in December. Everybody, if you want to sign autographs of Poker Run, make sure you go to johnsnydershop.com and he'll sign it now, but he's going to not sign it um, starting because of the thing. <laughs> I don't know. Right. <laughs> Dude, I got to get you hooked up with him, man. <laughs> Can uh, we just do, tell him you want to do one, like put us together in one movie. I thought about that or. <laughs> We got to pick a band. Like, I know you're not a Hanson fan. I, I think I, they're fine. I want to be in a, in a video, though. There's no reason why we can't, because uh, we were just talking about this. Well, I, we start asking Hanson, John Heffer and John Reap want to be in your next music video. Oh, You know, yeah. they're shot locally. You know, we'll, we'll find a band to do that with. Okay. I like that. Um, so the podcast you were on today with Willie Nelson's granddaughter, yes? Yes. Does she also host a Sirius XM uh, channel, the, the Willie Nelson channel? Did you ask her that? Did that come up at all? I was, I've been so busy. Like I, I, she threw me at the end. It was a really fun conversation. It was her and this guy. Um, and my, again, everyone's name is leaving me. Um, and then they go, well, we asked everybody this. What is your Willie Nelson story or what memory do you have? And I didn't have one. I was like, uh, uh, I saw him on the Muppets. And then I asked, <laughs> I, 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 I asked about him writing because I heard that Willie Nelson, anytime he can't write, write a song, he would get in the car and drive for a couple hours. And then she said, yeah, no. But he wrote three songs driving into Nashville from Texas. So I'm like, well, that kind of counts. You know, if you're driving yeah, to Texas. Yeah, that's in the, tough. Uh, yeah, if you're always on my mind, came in a car 
why driving? So that's kind of driving around. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, they I, said, I'm trying to think of what I would have said if they asked me that question. I don't know what well, my first – yeah. Well, we might have the month because they're super cool. And I told them – I lied. I said that we're trying to write a song. And I told them – people go back to like our first podcast. You gave me a homework assignment of trying to write a song, a pontoon boat song. And I never yeah. came through. And then right. the guy goes, well, there was a pontoon boat song. And it went number one. I'm like, crap. We're, we're on to something. So then we started talking that sing talk that Sam Hunt does. But back in the 80s, remember there was all those trucker songs? They're like, listen, I was going down the street once on the day and I came across a little man. It was Mary May. But, you know, you remember all those kind of old ones? Rubber ducky. They said, they said that they would help us uh, write one. So, oh, good. So they said they would start a band with me and you. And we sing talk it, and she would do the chorus because she was she's a really good singer. So we're in a band. Wow, we're in a band wow. with with Willie Nelson's granddaughter. Well, so why don't I love did, that number one? Yeah, yeah um, you wake up thinking you're in a band with that. We're kind of like Rock Heritage now. I mean, oh yeah, if you'll we'll probably be in oh, the Nashville Hall of Fame pretty soon. That's awesome, Grand Ole Opry. Here we come. Uh, I would love to. I would love to do that. And maybe we should have them work on a theme song for our show. Like, you know how Country-ish has an opening song and a closing song. Woo! Yeah. Uh, it's got 15 inches. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Why, why don't we have, have them write a closing song about, about two boys named, you know, John? You know, like there's a boy named Sue. But what about yeah. two boys or, named John? Or like Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, just good song. old boys. Yeah, we're just, about Heifer and Reap. Yeah, we're, we're like we'll we'll take that thing. One's from up north, one's from down south, and they they went out west and and and, and something. won, uh, won and something. They, yeah, and they both yeah went out one from out out west, one from out south. They they went out west, and then they shut everybody's mouth mouth, <laughs> and then they. Left the spouse and now they're back again. <laughs> they left something. the spouse. I don't know, something, yeah, something. That, yeah, that does we'll, rhyme we'll, with South. That's very good. We'll do it. Uh, All right, comments. Well, uh, Everyone's wishing you luck uh, on your set tonight. Are you doing new material? Because it's new material Monday, John. It's it's supposed to. I got this uh, uh -huh. great new bit about about my mom cutting my hair, and uh, then I'm gonna <laughs> lead. I'm gonna lead into. Um, I'm almost able to a drinking age. So. Are you going to talk about those scissors that you cut dingleberries off of? Yeah, the that's new. I added, I, I added a new line to it, so it's technically uh, new material. Um, but before I go, so next month, well, well, we'll talk about that thing. So if you haven't already, from, if you're in Michigan area, if you're in West Michigan, if you know anybody's got a cabin up in that way, you know anybody, uh, listen, you can live lower Michigan. It's only a two-hour drive. Pick one of these places. It's going to be fun. There are places, yeah. I guess. One of the comics here said he did the bowl, one of the bowling alley places we were doing. Oh, really? The, the comedy club one that was on, I think we're in Muskegon. And he goes, yeah, he goes, that place is, is really cool. The, the crowd loves it. He goes, but they didn't have a microphone when I was there. <laughs> so so let's, we have to make sure that there that we actually have a, a microphone well, before we show up. 
listen, I know Zanies has a bunch. Uh, when no one's looking, just one? grab one, okay? Just grab a couple. Nashville's right, got plenty cool. of microphones. Hey, um, I know this is a big, a big ask, and if you say no, that is totally fine. Okay. But I'm curious as to what the other side of the building, whose faces have been added, because I've I seen might, that side many times. I haven't seen okay. the back side or the other side. Okay, I might ha- I might be on stage and right now. Yeah, well, don't uh, worry about there it. Oh, there's James Gregory. Okay, Burt Kreischer. Yes, it's Charlie uh, Murphy. Charlie Murphy. Yes. Okay. Who's that? Is Chelsea that Handler? Okay, keep going. Um, Joe Rogan, okay, went to Austin, okay. Uh, John Panette, yep, yep. yep. Uh, okay, so we still have room for other people. We got uh, Earthquake, uh, Arnez, Arnez J, and, okay. and Henry Cho, and Mitch, Mitch Hedberg, and mm. I don't know who. Oh, is that jo- is that Joey Diaz? Is that okay. Joey? Okay, they're pandering at this point. They're pandering. They're it's pandering. a little bit of pandering because Joey is not – Rodney Carrington I totally get and understand. And I uh, – look, I don't know who that is. I believe it's – it's. oh, I don't want to – can you get in trouble? I don't – see, I'm afraid. I, 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 I don't know who it is. That, I have a guess because – Let me see it again. Pe- I'm not again. even guessing. I'm out. I'm not. It's too, I'm not even guessing. But I think I know who it is. Right, hang but on. If, hang on. But, oh, 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 oh. Oh, if that's who I think it is, that's not a good. From the diner, from, from a sitcom, right? From a sitcom way back in the day. Oh, the late, the girl, Shirley. Right. What's happening? Raj? Shirley? No, nah, I'm going to stop yeah. guessing. Okay. Yeah, don't you can't. Like, this is a new video game. I thought I yes. someone saying yes. Patrice O'Neill. I I thought Patrice O'Neill, but that looks a little chubby. Like his ch- cheeks look too chubby to be Patrice O'Neill. It's not a. <laughs> Get out of there, John. <laughs> That's is, is there. Oh crap! There's there's more, dude. I'm gonna be late for my set. Dusty. Oh, Dusty Slade. Uh, yep, Lavelle Crawford. D.L. Hughley. D.L. Hughley. Aisha. Leanne. Leanne. Theo Vaughn. Bill Burr. Polly Shore. Bill Burr. I'm really, John, I've been going to this comedy club my whole career. Uh, my feelings are hurt if I'm not in there somewhere. And I just wanted to see this wall to see if there's room for me anywhere and i saw a little spot on the back but it does suck it hurts my feelings right i've been going there my whole life some of them they they just went to itunes number one pod uh like podcast and they grabbed the first time but no i'm exhausted i'm exhausted Okay. Oh, this is I'm great, folks. Out. We're getting a live a live view of what it's like if you go to Zany's Comedy Club. Andrew Santino, they've replaced me. Uh-huh. All right. I might be on stage. But yeah, some of these, I don't I don't know. I think we should we should at least get a different reef. Like I could be on your back on the wall. <laughs> Yeah, I think what I'm going to do is the next time I'm in Nashville, I'm going to take an old black and white headshot and just tape it to the t- 
tape it to the wall. I'll do it. Can I get in this side? Um, yeah, dude, some of those people on there. I, I guess, right? I mean, some of them lived in Nashville for a couple weeks. So why, why would you not? All right, dude, I'm going in. All right, have a good set, John. Yeah, we're backstage now. John is walking from the green room uh, to the to the showroom. Uh, we went past the kitchen. We went past the bathrooms. And someone is on stage now. I can't tell who it is. But there's Ron White, Tater Salad. That's right. You've got Bill Engvall, mm-hmm, a young Bill Engvall, Bob Saget, Sam Kennison. Look at all that. Larry the Cable Guy, Tim Allen. Yes. Jay Leno. Look at that. Young Jay Leno. Bill Hicks, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, I, I do believe my headshot is in there somewhere, but I would be I would like to be added to the wall. It's weird yeah, to me. Gonna, it's kind of like a Hall of Fame. It's for me that wall is the Hall of Fame, and that is my favorite comedy club to perform in. Yeah. All right, dude. I gotta go. I think I'm on All stage right. in a second. Have a good set, bud. Miss everybody. See you. Say bye to John, everybody. All right. Okay. Well, that was fun, huh? A little behind-the-scenes look. Bob and Justin and Shane. Uh, yeah, there you go. Ray and <clears throat> a little behind-the-scenes action. So, yes, um, come see us in Michigan. I guess that's I'm taking, That's what I'm taking out of there is come see us in Michigan. And maybe I should start a uh, GoFundMe or some sort of campaign to get me on the wall. <laughs> uh, I totally agree. John portrait sizes are way too large. Yeah. What the hell is this rush? I know this. Uh, well, I'm in uh, Hickory Blaine and he was in Nashville. No, uh, no Cosby headshot. I didn't see Cosby on the wall. Um, yeah, there you go. So, um, you know what I like to do? Oh, hang on. Let's see if I got another private chat here. Oh, oh, okay. Well, give me a second, Alan. Uh, we have, before we went live, so we are listener supported. We have a Patreon page. And the Alan Jackson, do you want to share the Patreon page with people? So if they wanted to possibly leave some money in the tip jar, uh, you could become a supporter and you will have access to things like what I'm about to do. Go to heffernandreap.com, click on Patreon, leave some money in the tip jar, and if you become a Patreon, sometimes, randomly, before we go live, we will send an email out to you with a special link that gets you access to this, and you will be on the show with us. And since John Heffern is not here, um, I decided to do that before the show. Me and the Alan Jackson sent an email out to our Patreon members. And we have one of them in the waiting room right now. Let's talk to a guest. I think we play the thing maybe this time for our guest and then have him pop in here. We'll just talk to him. I'll ask him about uh, this day in history. In 2010, something happened. We'll talk about it.
Yeah, baby. What's going on? How are you? How's it going, Mr. Shane Flint? It's going excellent. Good, good to see you. Thanks for uh, popping in here. Yeah, uh, anytime. What? Uh, so, can you guess what happened on this day in history in 2010, August the 9th, 2010? Something happened. I mean, you're not going to get it. I'll give you a hint. Was it the deep water horizon oil rig blow up or something of that nature? Well, look, as I'm sitting here telling you, that's possible too. Okay. I don't know. I didn't research everything that happened on this day. Uh, But in 2010, August 9th, a jet blue flight attendant quits his job. And when he quit... He went down the escape slide. Yes. He just quit, pulled the door open, and said bye, and went down Dude. the slide. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yes. Yes. And um, so I put out the email to you and our other Patreons. If if you've ever quit a job in an angry, weird, fantastical, crazy way. Well, I have, John. It wasn't in an angry way. But it was a very, very crazy, odd way. So I worked for Domino's Pizza when I was in high school, my senior year in high school. And we had those little S10 pickup trucks that had the Domino logo and everything. You know, could miss that little truck driving down the road. Yeah. So on a Monday night, um, it was really slow. So the manager sent me and my brother, who worked the same time as me, it same worked, worked at Domino's, out to put door hangers on houses you know bonds oh right so we said hell with that so we drove out on the backwoods in the on the back roads and just doing donuts and everything in the s10 and i decided that i was going to try to drive the s10 across the river a what (laughs) there was a river crossing so i was like i'm going to drive across the river and then come back in the water in the water (laughs) You mean there must have been like a low area where you could possibly a, pass through or something? Yeah, it was a low area that you passed through to get to the other side. I was wow. like, I'm going to drive it across. Well, I missed the right spot in the road, and I just boom, drove it right down in the deep water. And No uh, way! Yeah, this was before cell phones. So we walked up to the closest farmhouse, and the guy's like, I can't help you. So we called it... <laughs> We called the tow truck, and the tow truck said $200, which I didn't have, oh, or, we, or, or I'm not going to give the truck back. So we hitchhiked back to Domino's Pizza, and the manager said, what's going on? I was like, we quit. Where's the truck? It's in the river. left <laughs> <laughs> in the river. So. Whoa, dude. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, here's, here's the, the whole time you're telling that story. What is in my brain is there's a poor guy just waiting on his pepperoni pizza that you never delivered, and it sank to the bottom of that river. Yeah. How far down did the truck go? Was it all the way underwater? No, I had to roll the windows down and crawl out the cab. It, it, I was so much water, I couldn't open the door. The river was falling. <laughs> oh How old were you when that happened? Uh, 18, 19. Oh my! As a senior in high school, yeah. Did they ever try to like sue you or charge you for the? Nope. Never heard nothing from. I mean, you had to tell them 
something? Did you say I, I just I, got lost and went the wrong way? Or to be honest with you, John, exactly how the conversations ended, or you know, I just told him I was like, "Look, I got the truck stuck in the river. I know you're going to fire me. It's at this place on this road. Bye." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That is great, dude. I can't top that. I don't think anybody watching us live right now could top that. Yeah. I mean, to submerge a vehicle and walk in and say, because the first thing you said was, I quit. By the way, your truck's uh, three feet underwater right now. Yeah. That is hilarious. So um, your buddy, you had a buddy with you, you said? It's my brother, actually. Oh, it was your brother. Did yeah. he work for Domino's too? Yeah, we both worked at the same time. And were y'all in the truck together when that happened? So he was smart enough to go, I'm getting out while you try to drive across. So he wasn't in when we tried to drive across. He was on the he was on the bank, but he was up there with his hands going, got to get out of there. You got to get out of there. I, like, I can't. <laughs> Justin Henzey said Domino's would probably let you keep your job these days. Probably. <laughs> they, that's how bad they're trying to get people to come to work now. It's like, yeah. sink, sink our cars. We don't care. We just come back the next day in a different vehicle so we can do some work around here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great, Shane. I appreciate that story, man. Yeah. Um, I, one that I was going to say, I remember quitting a job. I worked at a place uh, when I lived in Raleigh, North Carolina. I was going to North Carolina State University. <laughs> I, uh, well, wait, you know what? Instead of telling that story, hey, the Alan Jackson, should we play the video of the original story that started this whole conversation, the jet blue flight attendant? There's actual video of that story. Oh, I you know that. See, you want to see it, Shane? Oh, absolutely. All right, here, let's watch this. He was a man at the end of his rope. How sad a flight attendant. Oh, yeah. Alan, is that going to be a thing? <laughs> it might be. We'll, okay. just, uh, we'll give it a fine. second, see if it kicks in. Yeah. So as that's loading, um, the Alan Jackson, while well, I got you here, anyone else uh, got the email who's trying to join in? He was a man at the oh, end of his rope, a fed up flight attendant's bizarre behavior. And nah, this one's not wanting to play tonight. It's a pain in the butt. Uh, so look, here's what happened. Warren Green has the story of Stephen Slater's great escape. Mr. Slater, why are you smiling? This is 39-year-old Stephen Slater leaving a New York. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, this one's not been playing tonight at all. Well, that was the third attempt. I said we would bail on it. All I'll right. give people the, the synopsis. Sure. The guy was a fed-up flight attendant. You know, his late 30s. Um, there was a lady... As they were taxiing from the runway back to the gate, the, the plane is moving. So when the plane is moving, you're not allowed to stand up. So someone got up while it was moving, was trying to get their luggage out of the overhead. And he was doing his job. He's like, hey, you got to sit down. You can't be doing this. And the guy, you know, the flight attendant came over and tried to try to get the back, get him to close the thing and stop messing with your bag. And, and somehow the guy pulled it and it hit him in the head. And that that's what started it. And he got really mad and he said, you need to apologize to me. And the guy said, I ain't apologizing to you. So he flipped out. He went down the aisles and started cussing everybody out. And he got on the intercom system and started cussing everybody out. 
And he said, F it, I quit. And he pulled the emergency door. And the thing went, and he just slid down it, double deuces in the air. Peace, I'm out of here. That is an epic way to quit a job. That is epic. <laughs> yeah. Your your way was epic, but I think yours was more accidental. Like you yeah. quit because of what happened. Not be, I mean, you quit after the fact. He quit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I so, think I quit more out of fear, John. I right. knew I was going to get fired. That's uh, what it is. I'm quitting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what it was. So my story was um, I worked at a shoe store in the mall. There's a place called the Athletic Attic. And they had – they seriously had an attic full of all these shoes. And – the guy that I worked for, my manager, was maybe five years older than me, but he was a big douchebag, really mean, like hated his life and was and like always like I would be up there. So a customer would come in and say, yeah, do you have this in a size seven? And I'd be like, yeah, I think so. And I would go up in the attic and I would try and find a size seven of the shoe. But the, I'm telling you, that attic was gigantic and all those boxes looked the same to me and it took me forever to find these shoes. And so the guy comes up, and goes, what are you doing? We got customers out here waiting. Like, I'm trying to find this. So he was cussing <laughs> me right and left. And I knew at that moment that I was going to quit. I just didn't know how I was going to do it. Right. Yeah. And so I got, you know, I tried to help the customers best I could. So the next day was payday. It was a Friday. And I happened to have a buddy coming up from Hickory to visit me. And stay with me in Raleigh. And I'm like, dude, I'm supposed to work this weekend. But guess what? Now that you're here, this is my excuse to quit. So I didn't call in. I didn't give him a two weeks notice. I was supposed to work that Friday, but I knew there was a paycheck there. Mm. So what I did was I put the uniform on. And I walked in 10 minutes early like I was going to work. I said, hey, man, I'm here uh, 10 minutes early. I just want to grab my check. There's a bank in the mall. I'm going to run down here and deposit this. I'll come right back. He goes, yeah, well, hurry. And I, I grabbed the check, and I never went back. I had no goodbye, no just kidding, no F you, just walked out of the check, went back no, to my no. apartment, partied all weekend with my buddy, Andrew Killian. We had a blast. And later on, I would call him up just to mess with him because I, I was into making prank phone calls for a while. Yeah. I would just call him up and be like, uh, yeah, I, I, so I bought a pair of shoes up there from this young <laughs> man and he was very helpful and I just want to compliment, I would give myself compliments and they go, well, he don't work here anymore. You know, <laughs> just to piss him off. But yeah, I mean, you can't top sliding down of a chute of an airplane or no. sinking a car or a truck. Yeah. Ray Lou says the two week notice is a joke. If you get fired, you don't get a two weeks notice. Why should I give the courtesy of a two weeks notice? That's a good point. I think it's because you want a referral, right? That's the really that's only reason that you would give a two weeks notice is so that boss would say, yeah, he's a good employee or something. Yeah. 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 Now that I'm, you know, just a wee bit older and, you know, I, I'm a, See you died in a corporation. I get those notices all the time, and I appreciate the notice because it prepares me a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Carrie Clee says, I worked in HR, and I fired 
a someone on their second day for a lot of reasons, and they locked their keys in the car and couldn't leave. I had to call a tow truck for them. It was hard. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, that's a good one. Can you imagine that? Get out of here. And you're like, okay. And then they get out of their car and they go like, okay, so uh, turns out I can't leave. Right. I. That's funny. I love those awkward situations like that. I had yeah. one, Shane. Uh, I was dating this girl in college. And we were fighting about something. We were, we were about to break up, but no one had said it yet. And we were kind of like, well, screw you and screw you. And I said, well, fine, I'm leaving. And I went to the door to leave and I couldn't get the door open. Like I wanted to make a dramatic exit. <laughs> you wanted to, I slam, wanted to the door. slam the door. And I was sitting there like, how do you, where's this lock on this stupid thing? And she's like, you got to like jiggle it. <laughs> you know, um, so I, my little fu walkout uh, turned in to be uh, stupid and shameful and not not cool and nerdy. Yeah. Um, well, Shane, what have you been up to? But last time I saw you was in uh, I believe we were in Richmond, Virginia, or outside mm-hmm. of Richmond. Yeah, where were we? Can't remember the name of the town, but it was just south of Richmond. It was a good yeah. show. Yeah, me and my buddy Brent Blakeney, we came. We did a show at this theater. That's it's a new theater there. Yep. Yeah, I think it was the James Dean Theater. Jimmy Dean. Jimmy Dean. Yeah. Jimmy Dean. That's right. I remember saying it was a sausage party up in here. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was all dudes yeah. in the Jimmy Dean Theater. Yeah. So what's new with you, buddy? How's how is everything? Everything's good. I, I you know, maybe you've seen it on Facebook. I, I've added two members to my family this week. <gasps> Do tell. I bought two new gold retriever puppies. Oh, and nice. <laughs> And they are, um, they're hell, John. <laughs> Just put it that way. <laughs> How young are these puppies? Eight weeks old. Wow. So are they in a crate? Are they whining at night? What's going on? I'm just probably pooping pee everywhere. Uh, yeah, that, and we're trying to do the crate thing, but you know, it's only been two days, so we're working on it. But uh, you know, you, it's all a great idea until you get them home. And then there's poop and pee everywhere, and you know, it's no fun then. But they'll grow up and you know, get it, grow out of it. Exactly. I remember yeah. when, um, when I was married and living in LA, we, we got a dog and I remember that first couple of nights of that dog in the crate, it was like, no one's sleeping. This is horrible. Um, let's read some comments here. Bob Haynes says, preach. Jacob says, LOL, Jimmy Dean Fest. Yes, it was a sausage. <laughs> Shane, um, you should have named them Heffern and Reap. We're getting away with that, but they're Cash, Cooper and Cash. That's what we ended up naming them. Cooper and Cash, great names. Yeah. What, what's the Cooper one about? I, we just, I, we were just driving down the road and came up with some names, and, and, the, and uh, my granddaughter named the dog Cash. So we came up with Cooper. The second one, males. So she came up with cash. So Cooper are they cash. near you? Can we see these dogs? Are they can, nearby? You give me fifteen seconds, and I'll bring them in here. Go do that, and I'll plug some tour dates real quick. Okay. Yeah. So he's Shane Flint's going to go show us his puppies. Two new additions to his family. I love puppies. I love cats and puppies. To be honest with you, I used to be a guy that say like I love dogs, but I hate cats, and I don't know why because. I, I like cats. That's if you if you were to look at my TikTok feed, you would see that I watch nothing but cat videos, and then maybe like some people dancing from time to time. 
Uh, Jacob says, John, please call me the Phil Billy, LOL. Jacob Stayerk, Stayerk, Jacob Stayerk says, John, please call me the Phil Billy, LOL. There you go. You're the Phil Billy. Message. Oh, would you look at this? My goodness. Which one's Cooper? Which one's Cash? Cooper, Cash. Oh, man. And now they're, they're brother and sister or brothers or whatever? Two brothers from the same litter. Wow. Where did you where did you find these puppies? So, way, uh, Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. Yeah. We drive all the way down to get them. Wow. Now, have you had dogs before? Yeah. And yeah, what, this – go ahead. What possessed you to get this these particular dogs? So, we did a little research and um, – you know, they're really, you know, golden retrievers are popular, obviously, but they're well, well behaved. And uh, that was the key. We had a Springer Spaniel before for 14 years, and he was a wild puppy, hard to train. So it was something easy to train. And, you know, yes, they're, they're good. Dogs. I mean, you cannot go wrong with a golden retriever. Nope. I believe that is America's favorite dog. Probably so. I would, I haven't done any research, but I bet you if I were to look up, what is the most popular dog in America? It would be a golden retriever. Or, no, it's a golden retriever. A lot of people get in pit bulls because yep. they're saving them. Right. You know, from people who are using them for dog fighting. Yeah. But if you're not saving a dog and you're like going to go get one that you want, a lot of people do a golden retriever. So I've never I've never had a golden retriever, but every time I've come across one, it's like I, I love them. They just want to have fun and please you. And they're so adorable. Yeah. Look at that. Cooper yeah. Cash. Yeah, yeah I have uh, my girlfriend Jody has two dogs. Right, Victoria says, "OMG, so cute." Um, Scott Reese, two puppies at once is too many at a time. I got a beagle puppy three months ago, and I couldn't imagine two. Right. Well, you know, it's good to have two. Keep it company. Uh, you got a little partner in crime, right? I remember yeah, we had my – so like I said, when I was married, we went out and got – I felt bad because I was on the road a lot. I'm like, well, let's get a dog so you, you know, have <laughs> something here. And then so we went out to a uh, – in the mall. They had pet stores in the mall. And we went and just got this little puppy, and we didn't know that it was going to turn into what it turned into. We thought it was a puppy and it would get bigger. I thought it was going to be like an Alaskan Husky type dog, but it stayed small. It was a Pomeranian mm. and turned into a little yapper, but that's yep. okay. I love that dog. And then she's like, well, we need to get it like it needs a friend. So I'm like, I just didn't I didn't pay attention to that. I came home one day and we had a second puppy. So yes, it's good to have two, I think. So it has yeah. something to play with when you're not around and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um cool. What's uh what's your week looking like, buddy? Today's Monday. What you got going on this week? Man, it's just a, a typical work week of craziness, you know. Plenty of meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting. Just typical stuff. Yes. You know? Uh well I'm doing this. Tomorrow we'll, I will be doing the country-ish show. Got a nice show planned for tomorrow night. Hope you watch that and come back Definitely. for that. Yep. 
And then um, I'll be going to Atlanta this weekend. I got shows at the Punchline Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. If you know anybody in Atlanta, let them know, Shane. Definitely will. Will Impeccable LaFlair is saying, can you do Brimley, please? <laughs> yes, I posted a video of me doing uh, – I don't have my glasses nearby. Wait, yeah. Shane, um, what is your favorite ice cream and why? It is um, got to be – it's got to be Rocky Road because you get chocolate, you get smell, and you get – Nuts, all in one, uh, all in one type of ice cream. Can't go wrong with that. So, <laughs> thank you, Shane. You I betcha. agree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad so, you like Will, Rocky this, Road. <laughs> this is for you, Will. Uh, this is uh, Will from Brimley in that diabetes diabetes commercial where he. Uh, you've seen the commercial. It's been yeah. out for a minute, but I love it. Because he's sitting at a breakfast table, starts on a wide shot. He's looking over his glasses, and he's brimbleed up like this. Hang on. And, he, and this is exactly what he says. He goes, "Good morning. My name is Wilfred Brimley. I'd like to talk to you a minute. My diabetes. I don't know why he says." Diabetes, diabetes. Are are both pronunciations acceptable? Like you know, some words. It's like well, tomato, tomato, potato, yeah. potato. Is diabetes one of those words? And maybe I, I just don't know about it. I, I, I've never heard diabetes. You know, you hear the envelope, envelope, aluminum, aluminium, how, whatever, tomato, tomato. Not diabetes. Not heard that. Yeah, right. Because I've had people say, well. Some people say it that way. And I go, well, those people are probably incorrect. The Alan Jackson, would you like to weigh in on this? I know you, uh, you're a smart guy. I don't know if you know anything about the diabetes versus diabetes. I, I've never heard it referred to as di, uh, what do you say, di, uh, diabetes? How do you say it? Diabetes. No, it's diabetes. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Not there's no other heard it. pronunciation that's acceptable. Not that I've heard. Now that's not to say I, I'm no good with vocabulary. So, well, I'd like to possible. know like how that because in my brain, right, Wilford Brimley is a very successful, seasoned, polished mm-hmm. actor. By the time he gets to this diabetes commercial, yes. So that being said, there's probably a young director who's like. Am I going to correct Wilford Brimley? I can't. I can't correct him. I, who am I to correct Wilford Brimley? So they probably just slid under the radar, and no one ever said anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. The fear. Hey, the fear of the elderly. Hey, something interesting about Wilford Brimley. I don't know if you realize. You remember that movie Cocoon that he was in? Yeah, great movie. Yeah. yeah. Did you know he was only like fifty-four when he was in that movie? Isn't that is insane? He's the same, almost close to the same age as we are in that movie, Cocoon. Yes. Playing the old elderly guy that was, the anyway, sorry, thought that was yeah. interesting. That, it doesn't I, really make me feel good when I, I saw hear a that. Picture, someone but, posted a picture of Paul Rudd. Yeah. And it said, Paul Rudd now is the same age Wilford Brimley was yes. when he was in Cocoon. And they just yes. showed two pictures of the <laughs> them at the same age. 
And you're like, mm, okay. Yeah. So, right. yeah, he's had that uh, old character locked down for a long time. Yeah. But I, but I, I agree. I mean, you kind of let the guy say any way he wants to say it. Yeah. I, I think we all get it. We know what he's talking about. So <laughs> it's like, just let it go. Man. <laughs> just let it go. There was a, uh, my buddy Jeff Richards, who was on SNL for two seasons, uh, did a great Gary Busey, Gary Busey impression. And, you know, because it's Saturday Night Live, they have access to all kinds of resource materials sure. and blah, blah, blah. And they gave, he said, well, I, I do a good Gary Busey, but uh, do you have anything I could hear him, you know? And they gave him a, uh, somehow he got his hands on a, uh, an audition or a voiceover commercial that Gary Busey did. And it never, it was for uh, Toyota T- uh, Tacoma or something. But anyway, it never made it to air. I believe Sam Elliott got the job. You know, Chevy Tahoe. It was for Chevy Tahoe. That's what it was. Made sense. So he was going to do the voice of Chevy Tahoe, and he's got a great voice for that kind of stuff. But in the – what you don't know about voiceover and voiceover auditions and voiceover recordings is as the actor who's doing the voiceover, you got a headphone on and you got a microphone, and you've got the script, and you're reading the lines. And then in your head, a director will say – that was good. Can you say it this way? Or that was not good. Or that was perfect or whatever to direct you as to how to read the next line or to do it again. So this uh, commercial, the whole thing was uh, recorded. And Jeff got to listen to Gary Busey cussing out a young director who was trying to correct him uh, on how to say certain words. And so I, I feel like that's, that probably was what was going through that young director's mind yep. during the Wilford Brimley diabetes commercial. Yeah. Either that John or like, because he's saying it so backwards, it'll get more views or, you know, people yeah, attuned. That's more. the thing. We're talking about it right now. Exactly. And that commercial does not air at all anymore. Because yep. Wilford Brimley, God rest his soul, has passed away. Yeah. All marketing, you still remember a PSA about diabetes 20 years later. <laughs> Correct. Jared Souls, that is exactly what Shane's point is. Yeah. 100%. We're still talking about it. So there you go. Um, all right, Shane, any uh, final thoughts before we wrap it up, buddy? No. Well, hey, thanks for letting me come on. I appreciate uh, uh, joining you tonight. My pleasure, brother. And uh, I I guess I'll be seeing you uh, tomorrow. I mean, you know, uh, we'll be doing this. We'll do a country-ish version of this. Yep. We'll be tuned in. All right, buddy. Have a great night, man. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. That was Shane Flint. He is a Patreon supporter. And because of that, he got got access to this exclusive one-on-one with me and you. Wasn't that fun? Right, Bob Haynes? Um, Yeah, Cocoon was a great movie. I did see some good uh, movies over the weekend. I saw the Val Kilmer documentary. Highly recommend it. If you like Val Kilmer. I learned a lot about Val Kilmer in this documentary. Um, I just thought, you know, he was like a jock kind of a dude. Who, uh, you know, because I because my first memories of him was as Iceman, where he kind of played an asshole, and 
you kind of didn't like him. And then I saw him in Real Genius, which I loved Real Genius. Um, and of course, he, he went on to do a lot of great movies, but I didn't really know that he was as serious of an actor as he was. I just happened, I just kind of thought like he's just good for that part. But he's done a lot of stuff. I mean, he was Batman. He turned down the sequel to the Batman that he did. He's like, no, I don't want to do it anymore. It's terrible. I can't move in this stupid bat suit. I can't hear anybody. You know? Uh, yeah, Top Secret's a great movie. Real Genius is a good I think, in my opinion, after watching the documentary about Val, that Real Genius is as close to his real personality as any character that he's done. And you'll see it. He's he's a thespian. He loves acting. He's been doing it his whole life. As a kid, he made funny videos. I didn't know his brother drowned in a hot tub. There's all kinds of stuff in this documentary. So I highly recommend watching Val. And um, poor guy's suffered throat cancer. So now he's got a trachotomy, a trach hole or whatever. Yeah, Tombstone, great. He was great in Tombstone, Irv. Uh, many, many great things. Uh, so check that out. Also, I saw a good do- – I love documentaries. I saw a good one on Jackie Collins. That's Joan Collins' sister. And she was like a, you know, like a smut novelist. She wrote nasty, nasty novels. But they weren't really – and they were kind of, for the time, they were nasty. But, you know what I mean, sexy stuff. And uh, I, I learned a lot about her as well. Did not know that. It's called uh, Lady Boss or Boss Lady about Jackie Collins. Check it out. It's pretty dang good. And if you're going to be uh, – oh, yeah, Justin Henze, that battered base, uh, battered bastards of baseball was good. Yes. Um, that was a good one I watched a while back about uh, a minor league baseball uh, team. Um, yeah, and Jim Morrison, Ken, Ken great point. Uh in this doc, you learn about uh, all these roles, like the Jim Morrison role that he did and how he immersed himself in it. And it was hell for his family <laughs> because he would not break the character. He was just that much into it, always doing lines. And he recorded, he was one of the first, you know, when, when camcorders first came out, he bought one and just recorded his life behind the scenes doing a bunch of stuff. So. Brenda, John Heffron is in Nashville tonight. He's at Zany's Comedy Club doing a little uh, guest set down there. He he zoomed in earlier, but now he's uh, he's probably on stage as we speak. Mad Mulligan, we've got to save the baby, Mad Mulligan. Yes, that is from Willow. And on that scene is where he uh, his he he married the girl from there. And that was his wife for many years. And they had kids together so you learn a lot about uh people and things and documentaries and i and i like a good doc so um the alan jackson anything i'm forgetting to say i think we're done good here almost at an hour we had hereford we had flint speaking of flint we'll be in flint michigan no we won't be in flint michigan oh can we pop the uh tour dates up maybe i don't know if we have a current um icon Oh, yeah. Just go there. Go to uh, – well, you can go to my website, johnreap.com. Click on tour tour dates, and you will see listed right there you got – well, I'll be in Atlanta this weekend. 
So that's going to be this weekend. I got him up there now. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, Howard City, 24th, Wyoming, 25th, Rockford, the 26th, 27th, and Muskegon on the 28th. Get your tickets ASAP. Come see us. All right. Um, Alan, anything I'm forgetting? Uh, no. I think I think you're good. Hi. Uh, hey, I think buddy. you're good. You're good. Right. So give me one good uh one good doc. I said I should uh, let's recommend a doc to everybody. I recommended I know you're a film guy. I recommended recommended uh, uh Val and uh, Lady Boss about Jackie Collins. What you got? So um we're actually showing a documentary Wednesday night, the night after country-ish, you know, which I refer to as the post-country-ish day of the week is is Wednesday. <laughs> right. And um we're showing a documentary called The Sparks Brothers about a mm, band called right. Sparks that's been around for like 40 years and has made like 25 albums, but nobody here in America really knows anything about them. But it's actually a pretty good documentary. If you're into music documentaries, it's pretty cool. And they can see that right here in Hickory. In Hickory. The Carolina Theater. Carolina Theater, Wednesday night and Thursday night, 7 o'clock, 5 bucks. Come on out. I love it. Yeah. Well, uh, four... Justin Henze, Shane Flint, Brenda Sachs, Rob and Justin and everybody. And for John Heffern and for Shane Flint, uh, I'm John Reap. You've been listening and or watching Heffern and Reap. We'll see you next time. Bicycle. Since you love the Heffron and Reap show, please go to iTunes and let them know. Rank the show and leave a comment. We don't care what you write, you know. They, Heffron and Reap, have low self-esteem. So please validate them by ranking them and making them seen. So no matter what you